This is an emergency edition of the Sixers Group Therapy Podcast. I apologize for the internet problems that we had in the first half. Uh, I ended up having to stop everything and reset the internet. Uh, so again, I apologize for that. But anyway, Woj reported that the Sixers are going to reach an agreement this weekend with Daryl Morey, formerly the GM of the Houston Rockets on a five-year deal to become the next president of basketball operations. For those who have followed the Sixers for a long time, you know this is really big news, not only for his experience, but also for his history with the legendary Sam Hinkie. Just wanted to give a shout out to First Name Dane, who, as always, provides us with our intro music. He recently released a new single, Apartment 1F, this is by far the the happiest you're going to hear the four of us be since we started this podcast. So without further ado, first name, Dane. emergency session of Sixers Group Therapy. I am your host, Alex Wynn, a.k.a. Nuge. I think it's safe to say that we're all in a really good mood, and that is because that this is one of the biggest moments in the latest chapter of the Sixers. That is the return of the fan favorite, June. <laughs> June Wan. Hey. Welcome back. Nice. How you doing, buddy? It's been a long time, man, and we're back with good news, finally. We got, a, we got a full squad tonight, which means we're also joined by the people's champ, Dave DeBacco. How are you, Dave? Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. It's joyous, joyous times. Great, great day to be alive. And last but not least, we got the heartbreak kid, JB Mudbones. Blind faith restored. I can't wait to go over. He's my fourth ever blind faith sports figure. I'll give you the other three. <laughs> All right. So let's just uh, let's just jump right into it. Right after I read our latest five star review, that is from the real fake Elton Brand, titled "Subscribe Already." Recently met Alex at a wedding, and I could tell from the haunted look in his eyes that he's a true Sixers fan. We could all use a little therapy after this, after this season. I was told there's only one Sixers podcast, but I was misinformed. Five stars. Thank you very much, Real Fake Elton Brand. Uh, that's, that's actually, uh, I met him at my friend's funeral. Drew and Ife got married on October 10th. Uh, very pleasant guy. Uh, it's actually funny because he is, uh, his wife is Adrian Metz. If you guys remember when the rights to Ricky Sanchez did their uh, lottery party wedding. They were the photographers. Oh, wow. So he's a, he's a really big Sixers fan. Like, we clicked right away. My friend was telling him about our podcast and everything, and he knew, like, he just knew the concept right when, when I told him the title was Sixers Group Therapy. He just – he understood it right from the get-go. Uh, real nice guy. He, he even gave – he texted me right away after uh, the Daryl Morey news, and he was like, you guys need an emergency pod. Uh, it couldn't have happened during a more inconvenient time, but we're recording the pod now. And uh, I just want to give a shout out to Michael Matz and the Adrian Matz photography. Uh, the photos came out great. So it was, a, it was a pleasure meeting him. The official photographer of the pod. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> love it. I love it. Uh, so, yeah, guys, we, uh, we can't contain our excitement anymore. Daryl Morey, please feel free. Give me your first impressions, your first reactions, where you were what you thought, everything. Go ahead. Dave. I don't even know. I, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't even know. If, I got to put the camera to my face. I'm growing my James Harden beard just in case. I'm not, uh, I'm not one of these, like, oh, James Harden's coming. I'm not one of these people. But, hey, if he does, I'm ready. I got the – I'm ahead of the – I'm ahead of the, the beard game. But, whew, I mean, what can you say? Daryl, Dork Elvis. Sam Hankey's father. His ha he's. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I can't, Joey. You gotta go. I can't. I don't, I can't. <laughs> he's at a loss I, for words, man. <laughs> I, I can. I cannot. All right. Let me say this. 
I am in, in, in genuine shock. I mean, leave it to ownership to do everything ass backwards. I mean, they hire the coach, then they fill out the front office, then they hire the president, but whatever. They got, they hit two home runs, a grand slam with Daryl. I mean, he's the guy. He's going he's gonna to save us. He's going to save us. We were done. I mean, I was, I was out. I was like, I was looking for new hobbies. I got into crypto, Pokemon. We've always been, we've always been becoming a food podcast. I was like, actually like becoming uninterested and like bitter about the Sixers. And like, I am all fucking in. Like I am so back. So, oh my God, I am not, I'm so happy. The draft is in three weeks. The draft is in three weeks. Like this is it. We're about to get like, the true man of action. Like, let's fucking go. Let's go fix this mess. You got to call let's up your si- your ticket rep. Oh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> you guys you guys Who played, quit? played the long game there. You, you did, Congratulations. You still have your tickets. I'm yeah. burnt. I'm burnt, but that's <laughs> the, fine. Uh, I don't care. Well, Dave, our, our ticket rep, the, who ha- you, you had as well as I did, he, uh, he quit. So, oh, wow. he's a new guy. Wow. He's gone. Oh. Damn. So, Poor guy. I think – I think I can say for, for, for certain that this is the happiest podcast we've ever, we're ever going to record. <laughs> like it's wild. Uh, oh, yeah. But JB, what are your thoughts? Dude, I was, I was working and I was kind of busy for once and I got that, the Woj bomb, or I think I got a text first and it was like utter shock. I felt like I was 10 years old on like Christmas morning <laughs> where you're like trembly inside with excitement <laughs> And I, like, had to finish a couple things and had a Zoom call. But, like, I could not focus on anything else. All I wanted to do was scroll through Twitter, make sure it was real. I think what made it better is that, one, I had written off our ownership. And, two, like, it seemed like with all these other hires that we'll talk about that there was no shot this was coming to fruition. So my expectations were non-existent. And then getting that text out of nowhere was – the coolest and oh my god i hadn't been that pumped in i can't even remember how long we're back i was i was texting with drew brescia and he was like don't you ever complain about your owners to me ever again and like what could you say you 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 have to give them credit right like you have to like this is what we were been asking for we wanted them to spend money they went out this off season and so far they got doc rivers and now they got daryl morey so what do you think june Bullying works, guys. <laughs> Nas- yes, it does. Even national media started putting the spotlight on the front office, saying, oh, this roster construction is terrible. Whatever the front office did was they did a terrible job. And as soon as those news reports came out, what, after the season ended, basically, they started talking about how badly the front office did. Now they start making all these big moves. And I, I honestly couldn't believe it that we got Daryl Morey. I still can't. I, we still have to wait a couple of days to see this official ink to paper. Oh, it was done. Right. I mean, it, it was done. He he stepped down from the Rockets last week. Woj tweeted that he wants to spend time with his kids, take a little sabbatical, and then they went and hired Pete Benwitty and this other the Prosper guy, and uh, it was done. It was like Elton was the guy. They filled out the staff under him. You know, Ned and Rucker stayed on. They did the Friday afternoon news dump. And that was like I had notes for this. I was for the next podcast we insulted by that disgraceful Friday evening news dump they did because Cohen and Rucker were staying on board. Like how how insulting, you know? And then it just this isn't real. I'm this is a dream. This is a dream. And now we have Daryl. We're safe. Someone give uh, for uh, the lucky people that haven't had to deal with the Sixers for the last five ten years. Someone give a high level of who Daryl Morey is and his ties to Sam. Um, I, I'll chime in here. Uh, he's he's been the the GM of the Rockets since uh, two thousand uh, two thousand six, I believe. Uh, so that's wow. what a good a good fourteen seasons. Uh, he started with the you know the Yao Ming and the Tracy McGrady uh, McGrady team. And sorry, are you guys still there? I saw you guys freeze for a little bit. Still here. We're here. No, you're good. Keep going. Cool. You can hear me. All right. Sorry about that. So, anyway, um, he's. If you guys ever saw the movie Moneyball with Brad Pitt, where he plays Billy Bean, 
uh, and that whole analytics movement. That's basically Daryl Morey, but in basketball. So instead of money ball, they call it Morey ball. Uh, really good track record. Never, never had a losing record in his time there. The, 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 the lowest amount of games they won was 41, you know, uh, eight, eight, seven, 50 win seasons. Um, pulled together the, the James Harden trade back in, I think it was 2013. Uh, he is the former boss of Sam Hinkie, very good friend of Sam Hinkie, uh, speaks very highly of him. Would be crazy if he gave him a job, even though Adam Silver would never <laughs> allow it. Uh, this is a smart guy, uh, good track record, like I said. He just, he just has the experience. He's really well-respected. Uh, before Houston, he was with Boston, and we know, unfortunately, how good of an organization Boston is. Uh, he has even worked with Doc Rivers before, although, you know, some people said that they had a good working relationship. I just listened to the Ricky this morning where Spike kind of insinuated that it wasn't that great because Doc Rivers, like we've said in the past, likes to have roster control. Um, but there was rumors while Maury was with Houston that he wanted Doc Rivers as the coach. So, uh, you know, if he's coming into the situation, I gotta, I gotta think that they're on good terms and everything. Um, but, but yeah, um, he, he's not afraid to make moves. As you saw with Houston, he, you know, multiple trades, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, you know, some people on Sixers Twitter were talking about like, Oh, but look what happened last year. I'm, I'm not thinking about last year. I I think he knew this is one of his last chances with the Rockets and he just went all in. Uh, I, some people like speculated, will he break up Ben and Joel? I don't think so. I think he tries to hone in on what makes what's the best situation for his star players like he did with Harden. And like, I mean, I don't think Clint Capella was like some, you know, crazy savior for the Rockets anyway, but in fact, Robert Covington, that trade was probably a better fit for them anyway, but uh, obviously it didn't work. Uh, They lost to the eventual champions, well, the Los Angeles Lakers, but I don't think, I don't look back at the last year with the Russell Westbrook trade, which was clearly a James Harden move. It was clearly to appease James Harden, who it seemed like fell out of sorts with Chris Paul. Um, uh, I, it has, I haven't even like fully soaked it in yet. It hasn't really hit me because this, <laughs> this is probably the biggest news and I don't even know how long, like considering hindsight, like this is, this is huge. This is, we started in 2018 with this young and upcoming team. We had no front office. So for two years, we had no direction, no clear voice, no plan. And we kind of just, you know, pulled up this, this plan out of our asses and, and we traded for device. We traded for Jimmy Butler. We signed out Horford. And now we have like someone who's respected and smart and, you know, is, is going to really focus on Ben and Joel and getting the best team for them. And I, you know, like we said, we, we started with Sam Hinkie. I mean, we were fans way before that. He, Sam Hinkie is what really, really dragged us in because that's what we wanted for so long. And we have Hinkie starting the process and possibly his mentor completing it. So uh, process really 2.0. It's crazy. Process 2.0. Uh, I, 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 that's, that's as much as I could really sum up Daryl Morey's tenure with the Rockets. Sam Hinkie was our God and, and Daryl Morey was his father. So I don't know <laughs> how the Bible works, but whatever puts him up, whatever his yeah. total pole role would be, that's him. Sam Sam was Jesus. He died for our sins, and now his heavenly father has come down to earth <laughs> to lead us to the promised land. He's going to do it. This is it. I mean, look, dude, you nailed it. That was everything. In a, that was everything about the great, great summary of, uh, of Maury and his tenure in Houston. One thing that I've been seeing people say, too, is that he was never allowed to tank there. Mm. Leslie Alexander, the longtime owner of the Rockets, would never let him tank. So when he got there, he – had the he inherited the Yalman trade, so he he had that team. They were a contender. He did a really good job building around them. He went out and traded for Shane Battier. Uh, they had a lottery pick from one of the years that Yal was hurt, so he flipped it for Shane Battier. Rookie uh, grew with the team. He found Kyle Lowry, um, Louis Scola. A really good job of building around stars. The whole thing is just get stars mm. and put guys around them to complement them. And then in between the, the, the Yao and Tracy era and the James Harden era, he wasn't allowed to tank. So he had to teeter around in the middle, tinker, make these trades for draft picks and expiring contracts. And then finally, he pounces on the James Harden deal, gets his next – gets his start. It's all about getting stars. Hinky used to say it too. You need stars. You need stars. Analytics and, and all the numbers, that's great. But if you don't have at least two or three stars, you're not even going to have a chance. 
So he knows we guess what? He's coming here with two stars already. And I'm mm-hmm. talking about Embiid and Simmons. Um, not Horford or Harris. But he can he's going to fix this. Like I have zero doubt. Blind faith, one hundred percent optimism. He's going to put this thing together. And uh, he's got a head start. The stars are already in place. He's going to put the team around him. He's going to be in Houston, but, you know, four seasons in a row, always in the conversation, always exciting, always entertaining. I mean, he's going to tie it together. I have no doubts. This is storybook ending. I feel like uh, Luis Scola, who I hadn't heard that name in so long, was June's European player comp. What? <laughs> oh, the mid-range? Mid-range. It bangs down low. And when I used to have the long hair. Yeah, dude. <laughs> the little pig. Remember you had the pigtails with uh, the Danny Fortson hair? In seventh grade. Danny <laughs> oh, that was oh beautiful. Uh, Dave, that was that was pretty much perfect. Like, I, I can't emphasize that enough. He, he finds his stars. He went from Yami and Trace McGrady. They didn't, like you said, he couldn't tank. They, uh, they never tanked, and they were able to do a full rebuild. They gathered assets, able to flip it for James Harden. You know, he did all he could. There were, like, a lot, a lot, a ton of moves that he made in, during the James Harden era mm-hmm. to try to compete. And, like, let's not forget, like, last season wasn't great, but they were in the Western Conference Finals in 2015, were one game away, uh, was it 2018, from going to the NBA Finals when they missed 26 straight threes. Um, I, I, you can't like he's, right. he's he's got a good track record, and there were some people like questioning his last year, like I said earlier. But like, I mean, look who we had, <laughs> look who we had. We had Elton Brand, who who was uh, a G League GM for two months before becoming our full time GM. And I just I don't see how you can look at this and not be excited. League wide, this isn't just being fanatical Sixers junkies. Like he one of the most respected GMs. I feel like that's around and was available until we scooped him up. Like, he's a top. He's a top five GM easily. These guys yeah, don't come got, available. Who is it? He's got experience. Yeah, it's Riley. Danny Ainge. I, I didn't even realize uh, the Toronto guy. He's not even. Wait, Jury. he's in the same role as as uh, Maury will be right. Yeah, I think he's president of basketball operations. Yeah, the yeah, GM yeah. I never even heard of. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's Ainge, Ainge, Ujiri, Mori, Sam, Sam Presti. Is that the top four? Golden State, the guy, I forget his name. Bob Myers. Bob Myers. Top five in, in no particular yeah. order. I mean, we're alive. We're going to do smart trades again. We're going to win <laughs> trades again. We're going to fucking find guys off the scrap heap. I Love literally you, have zero worry. No, it's whatever he does. Whatever he does is, is the right move. Can I give you my three other blind faith uh, Philly sports figures? Can yes, we guess? Please. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One, I like that game. Okay. We know one. We, we all know who, that Sam Hankey is one. And, that's a, and that was a right one. He deserved it. <laughs> the other two, uh, you probably guess. TJ McConnell? No, no. Like, uh, like, like office? non-players. Oh, Chip Kelly. Yeah, Chip, <laughs> Chip I Kelly. I used to argue with, with that about you all the time. The mad scientist. Oh, uh, when Malcolm Jenkins tweeted, "Like let let the mad scientist." So pumped. That or it's Roseman, and I don't know. He got the Super Bowl, so I guess he gets a free pass. But mm-hmm. some suspect stuff along the way. So hey. I, I missed the last year. It was Howie Roseman, Chip Kelly, and Sam Hankey. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, I'm. I'm I'm kind of afraid because you guys have been breaking in and out, so I hope this podcast sounds good. It's just it's just here and there, but uh, I'm sorry, I'm upstairs. I don't have great internet, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I uh, that's that's a that pretty much matches what I thought you would say, Joe, with the three <laughs> blind faith figures or whatever. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy that we've come full circle, literally full circle. I mean, this process team with Sam Hinkie, this these process sixers are as involved with a team as I've ever seen any of us with a, with a sports team. And we've really given our heart and soul and our blood and tears to this shit. And uh, if this is a revival that we were, we were all down in the dumps. We were called Sixers group therapy. We met once every 10 days because we were betting to each other and how awful the last season was and that we have to bias and Al Horford 
And this is a, this, I, I feel like revived. Like this is, this is crazy. Looking at the last like two months is absurd. Um, I, I was just reading. Well, first of all, they did a hell of a job keeping this shit under wraps. So no one fed Keith Pompey this one over the last two weeks or whatever, however many weeks. But like Daryl Morey was on the Ricky podcast. And I just remember, like, I remember the question was, uh, there have a players coach or a like X's and O's coach. And he said something like a hundred percent take the players coach, which doc rivers is. So people are already speculating that he was pulling strings over the last couple of weeks, like knowing that this was a done deal, which I like to believe too. There's absolutely no way that this wasn't a done deal for the last two weeks. <laughs> and he was, I mean, I, I'll never, I don't even know the other two guys that we signed and how what, what Peter Dinwiddie, maybe Daryl had some say in that, but Doc Rivers had to be somewhat in the loop or, or Maury had to be in the loop. Yeah, like I said, he knows him from his Boston days. Um, pretty wild that he appeared on the Rice to Ricky Sanchez podcast a week before the playoffs that his team was in. <laughs> yeah, absurd. I, I, you gotta wonder if he if he knew knew about it a little bit, right? Like, and, I and think you, he knew he knew he was out when the whole when the whole China Hong Kong protest comments happened. I think he knew that this year was probably going to be his last year. It's. They were in a mess anyway. Like, D'Antoni chose not to return. And Maury seems like he probably didn't have – whether he di- didn't want to or there was just no way because of all that controversy. Like, that team is very different. We um, – Well, you said it. You said it. Um, that the Chris Paul trade is the is probably the most questionable thing on his track record. That's that has ownership all over it. Tillman Fertitta, a new owner, he, we know very well that new owners want to come in and put their stamp on something, get it done, whatever it takes. Whether it's the Brooklyn guy, uh, the Russian guy that traded all the picks for Darren Williams and everybody and Joe Johnson, um, whether it's uh, Paul Pierce and Garnett, whether it's uh, Josh Harris and them coming in and trying to make a splash with Bynum. Mm-hmm. New owners just come in and put the thing, and they usually end up falling on their faces. And that's mm-hmm. what's going to happen with Houston. I mean, he gave up all his picks for Russell Westbrook, and now he's losing the best thing he ever had, which is Daryl Morey, and it's, it's slowly going to crumble. OKC is going to have him by the balls, and he'll learn his hard lesson too. Um, we learned a hard lesson. This is, you know, this is finally entering into a new phase of a, of a truly stabilization. Five years for Daryl Morey. Five years for Doc Rivers. A marriage that will last. I don't see what could possibly, what weird thing could possibly go wrong. Like this has to be it. This has to be it. This has to be it. This will be it because this is it. This is I it. have to. Uh, I have to chime in there because uh, there's. I'm fighting with myself because there's a little feeling, and this is where the Sixers have <laughs> ruined me that something is going to go wrong. I've never been happy as a Sixers fan and it end in happiness if it's always ended in disappointment. So like, I, I'm, I, I am so excited and I'm just trying to control it a little bit because weird shit happens. Our number one overall pick forgot how to fucking shoot. Do you remember the night we traded for Markel Fultz? Me and June celebrated in Chinatown. Dave went to a <laughs> wedding, dancing, drunk as fuck, ch- chanting his name. Like, there's a little bit of me that is very, very scared, but like I can't help myself, but it's not fun being negative. I don't want to be negative. I'd much rather have optimism, and this is the most optimistic I've felt about this team since game three of the Raptor series. Oh. All right, we're back. Sorry, I had some technical difficulties with my, uh, my Kmart connection internet, but... We are back. Uh, I'm sorry, Dave. You're talking about something I don't remember, but we're just Me gonna either. start. We're gonna start with a bang. We're gonna go right back into it. Uh, you know, Daryl Moore is from Houston, who has James Harden. All the speculation, Stephen A. Smith, or you know, Twitter saying, "Would you trade Ben Simmons for James Harden?" Guys, what do you think? Whoever, go ahead, step in, start talking. No. 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 The, we no. have our two babies, and we just got our father figure. Let's let them both 
I need to see what Daryl Morey can do surrounding mm-hmm. these two people competently. Um, yep. No more five centers or four <laughs> power forwards that literally are the furthest thing from a compliment to our young budding stars. It's time. And that's, that's exactly what they hired him to do. And if it doesn't work out and you do have to move on from one of them, guess what? You got Daryl Morey to figure it out. Yeah, we're good. There, there's, yeah. <laughs> there, there's no way this goes wrong. Every, yeah. every path is the right one. That's right. Oh, please, Daryl. Yeah, you're. You know, what, what we say in the past, we said you sometimes you can be wrong for the right reasons. I think everything he's gonna do is for the right reasons. And he can't be wrong what? though. Yeah, no, he's never he's never been wrong once. Well, well you know what? I'm gonna little <laughs> whatever happens with Daryl Morey. Like I'm willing to go down fighting like swinging with Daryl Morey instead of, you know, trying to succeed with Elton Brand. It's just way more likely with Daryl Morey. Am I right? Yeah, he's Sam. If Sam was still here make, and traded both of our superstars, I'd be like, all right, here we go. We're good. <laughs> there's there's only one person I trust more than Sam. It's Daryl Morey. <laughs> yeah. Listen, all the, all the low IQ pinheads that didn't like Hinky and ran him out of town realized that it was a mistake when they saw this atrocity unfold in front of our eyes over the last four years that Sam has been gone. This is a get out of jail free card for everybody. We're back. We're back. We're not going to take it for granted this time. Ownership's gone. They have 40 other companies to acquire and flip. They don't have time to meddle in basketball operations anymore. This is Daryl's show. This is Daryl Morey's show. He's going to come in. He's going to put the right pieces around Ben and Joel. We're going to win a couple rings. Chris Paul is going to retire, wow. and he's going to go get Bradley Beal, and we're going to win three more. And there's no way that, like, when they're having this dinner meeting that, like, Daryl Morey and it's, it's out there, they might have had a respecting relationship of each other, but Daryl Morey and the owner, like, went against each other on, like, decisions, right? If he's looking for a new home, there's no way he's at that dinner saying, we're going to be a collaborative trio of Blitzer, Harris, and Daryl Morey. He's saying, mm-hmm. no. I mean – the other side could be that Monty does talk, but in my opinion, he says, get the fuck out of my way. You guys let other people botch this shit. Let me, let me get us back on the right course. Here's How what I'm you... going to say. And Sorry, somehow I'm going to – no, you're good. I'm actually going to defend ownership here. I oh. think they tried to do the right thing with Sam, and for unfortunate circumstances, Jaleel Okafor, Scott O'Neill forcing Jaleel Okafor, it blew up in their faces, and the, the league had to step in and give us the Colangelos. And then they thought that they could just let the Colangelos do their thing and, like, walk away, and that blew up in their faces with Burner, with Fultz and Burnergate. Mm-hmm. And then they couldn't – they had to be involved for the last couple of years because Elton. <laughs> yeah. Elton and team collaboration. So, like, now they don't want to – I like, they're too busy. They're too powerful. They have too much shit going on. They don't want to be involved in, in basketball operations. This is it. I can't say it any more explicitly. They got their guy that they can just leave him alone and let him do it the way he wants to do it. And oh, it feels good. It's like relief. Intense relief. It is relief. I think we said this in the past. Like, it's clear they wanted to win. They're just being stupid asses about it. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, they're not – we've seen they're not afraid to spend money. Um, they obviously got it right once when they hired Sam Hankey. Like, they, they wanted to win. It's just like, do the right thing. And, you know, we asked that of them early uh, in a few episodes in the past, and they've, they've done what we've asked of them. And uh, I think it's a very, very good start to this offseason. We have the NBA draft in three weeks or so. Uh, that's like, like Dave said, let's get started. We'll see what more he does. We have that OKC pick, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, let me ask you guys – what what happens with Elton Brand? He's he's just GM. He's going to accept it, or you think it's going to be? Is he upset? Is he what's what's going on with him? I think I got to let me take this one because this is something I've been wanting to say, and I forgot to say it, but it just it just popped back into my head. Beautiful. So, what did Sam get killed for? Never talking. Brett Brown fell on the sword every time, and everybody used to criticize Sam for hiding in the shadows and crunching his calculator. Elton. Is the per- he can he can be a puppet, he can go out there and say a whole bunch of nothing, and appease the media and the and the talking heads, mm-hmm. and Daryl can just work in the shadows, he can he can crunch in the shadows, 
and it's perfect. If Elton wants to stay, because Elton, you know, that's pretty, they, I mean, like, you know, just a couple days ago, you know, it, this was Elton's show for the foreseeable future that we were really going to like ride out with Elton and Peter Dinwiddie and Prosper. And uh, now all of a sudden they just actually know we're bringing in one of the best executives in basketball to be over top of you, whether you like it or not. Like what a smack in his face. I mean, I can't feel bad for him because he almost destroyed our basketball team. But part of me as a human, I feel like a little bit bad for him. Like, you know, this guy can't get a fair shake. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, he very easily, like like we said earlier, I think we said it earlier. It was with um, when Brian Colangelo came on board, he had hoped to work alongside Sam Hinkie. But, of course, Sam has, you know, dignity and, and self-respect. He walked away. Um, maybe Elton does the same thing. Or Elton could be that talking head you know, that says a whole lot of nothing and appeases the media and, um, or maybe not, maybe he sticks up for himself and walks away, which would be just be fantastic, honestly. And then Daryl could replace him with whoever he wants and we can do one thing correctly. Um, so yeah, I don't know. What do you do guys we, think? Do we, do we blame, cause I think we all thought he was a puppet, right? For the stupid collaboration thing. Is it, do we blame him because it's, it's easy and it, we actually fell for the trap. Like he was the puppet. It was, we all blamed out and ran and not like, or well, although we, we were calling for the, the heads of like Ned Cohen and Alex Rucker and everything, but is he, is he, are we blaming out brand too much? We're blaming out yeah. brand because let me say this real quick, JB, because he, he's trying to put his nuts on the table and all these press conferences, he tries to like stand mm-hmm. up to it and say that he's running the show and I'm making the decisions. And I was on the phone with Glenn Taylor and I traded for Jimmy Butler and, and there will be no more. There will be no more Bruce Bowens talking to my team. Like he's trying to take responsibility, so he gets the blame. Like, mm. am I, what, you, what were you going to say, Joe? I'm sorry. Yeah, if he was really just a puppet and like, kind of what we were just talking about, he he allegedly is very, like will would get a job quickly if he left here. Like he's got to know his worth in the league if if that's true. So if he was really like set anti these terrible moves we made you could have just quit or something like he signed off on, on him he was involved in them and he took credit or blame for him he deserves blame from us i don't care he could stay under maury for all i care i i truly believe that it's maury's show like ellen can get on phone calls with players because it seems like a, a consensus that he has great relationships with everyone mm-hmm. cool you could always use a guy with good relationships just He's not making decisions. It's perfect. Mm. Or you can leave. I could still care less. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm not even gonna pretend to know like what the differences is between the in, in in terms of their duties as 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 president of basketball operations and GM. Like, I feel like they're they, I kind of group their responsibilities, you know, as the same. But uh, it, it's obvious like Maury's gonna have the power, right? And you know, if you're on brand, why not? Why not learn from him? He's a he's a mm. top. Like we said, he might be a top five GM. This mm. is what you're gonna do for the rest of your career path. So why not learn from him? And then maybe you know, maybe things go right for the Sixers. There you go. You jump jump ship. Someone's gonna offer you president like a a a, a promotion, a bigger role. So yeah, why not Bingo. that? Great opportunity for Elton to learn under the best. You know, he was he was put into an unfair situation from the jump, completely unqualified overwhelmed and uh he has an opportunity to learn from the best learn from one of the best and then actually get a real a real true opportunity somewhere else after he you know um gets some of the juju and and really knows what he's doing and then he'll go succeed somewhere else everybody always insists that he's you know got a bright future in the in the, in the league office and you know in front office positions so this is a great opportunity for him to boost the resume um so yeah he should stay <laughs> So uh, the report was yesterday from Woj that the Sixers were in advanced talks with Daryl Morey. Then he later said that it's expected a five-year deal, like like Dave said with Doc Rivers, five years too. Uh, a five-year deal will be completed by this weekend. Guys, I got to ask you, how does this end? I think Dave already hinted at his at his uh, his thought process for the future. Uh, so let's go to Jude. Jude, what what is the ending? of this process with Daryl Morey? In a perfect storyline, we, we win a championship. Destiny. Five. (laughs) Every, every single year. Uh, That's perfect story. I mean, I would love to see a championship. Like he brings one here, 
But man, it's 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 a lot of work ahead, man. He's got a lot of work to do. Yeah, it's it, like with the current roster construction, it's hard. Like I don't think they can win a title with this team. But the work that he's gonna do and improve our team, maybe I I think we can sniff out one. It's funny that and that like we're treat and, and this isn't wrong, but we're treating it like this dude's inheriting like such a bad team when he's inheriting Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, which is sad. Like it's considered he's inheriting a mess. That's how bad our other GMs have done over the last two years. They've botched the team so bad that we needed a cleanup crew to come in or a, a roster with two young, like, 25-year-old superstars or all-stars, whatever. You know what? He, he might have them right where he wants them. He already has two superstars. He has an excuse to start gutting this roster. He could really form his team. I mean, granted, we have some pretty hard contracts to move, but he could – under what he can do, he could, he could mold this team to how he envisions it, and maybe that's what he wants. Who knows? He, we're good. We're fine. <laughs> we're gonna this thing. This thing is gonna look real good, real fast. I think between Doc wow. just getting in there and uh, Daryl making a couple tweaks this summer, I think summer. <laughs> look, yeah, right, summer. Seriously, I can't. I, that's right. That's wild. Uh, that so is so strange. weird. But no, wait. Look, with the, dra- the draft, the draft is in three weeks. Opening night is in less than eight weeks. Like, it's looking like we're – I know we're going to get to that, but this is coming together. I think that's why you're seeing everything happening so fast because, right. holy shit, we got to – they're getting they – everyone's got to get back to work soon. And everyone's scrambling to, you know, get ready for the, for this next season. And, uh, you know, draft is coming up, which means trades are going to start. Like, he's got to – it's it's this is all going to gonna happen fast. And I think, uh, you know, I, I just – I can't believe it. I can't believe it. The rumor is that the uh, the NBA season uh, it was like last week that they were saying it might start December twenty second, which is really fucking soon because the draft is November eighteenth. Uh, now that ain't the latest report is possibly Martin Luther King Day, which is you know another month ahead of time, um, a, a month later. So uh, either way, it's going to be quick. That's only what less than three months away. So it's going to be a quick off season, bang, bang, bang. And, uh, you know, who knows, who knows what they will do. I'm, 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 I, I certainly, I'm way more optimistic with Daryl Morey, but, uh, you know, I, I'm excited. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. This is as optimistic as I think any of us have been, uh, in a very, very long time. So how the fuck are they going to start the season? Like, it would be great for us, the consumer, if it starts, like, two days before Christmas. But, like, give give these dudes the Christmas for their families. Like, you're going to start it two days before? Like, that is yeah. so uh, – like, there's no way – I don't even get how scheduling works, if that's something that the players have to agree to. But if it is, like, I would be like, fuck the fuck off. <laughs> I'm still with my family for the first time in, like, as long as I can remember for Christmas. Go away. Yeah, Fine. that's a really have, that's a really good point. I'm sure if they don't start at Christmas, I'm sure that their agents have made it abundantly clear how much money they're going to lose out on. So I'm yeah. sure they'll they'll pucker up and enjoy their Thanksgiving and get back to work. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm assuming probably no fans, right? Or very very limited because it's indoors and you know NFL hasn't looked great. I mean, apparently a New York Giants player tested positive. Jesus just play, just played the Eagles. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, so yeah, there's there's a lot to figure out before the start of the season, including uh, including the off season. So uh, yeah, anyone uh, before we move on to our rapid fire of the other topics, anything else to add of Maury? Any any final thoughts or any any final words? Daryl, trust the process. Point right. two, two point Complete the process. Trust everything he's gonna do. <laughs> Are, are we now the most hated team in China? Good. I hope so. <laughs> if you, do you guys are, remember JJ? Yeah, yeah. Acc- we got, we got uh, accidentally said shake on camera. He sure did. I got to say, like, whoever produced that or, like, was the, was the cameraman, how did no one stop him and be like, we should probably retake this? 
That was a, a really bad accident on both parts. Or like the editor. There had to be someone that <laughs> yeah, edited the video. Someone, yeah. someone had to see it. Like maybe that's not the best idea. Like it wasn't like like like. Did he say chink? He said chink. Like I I fully think it was a mistake, but he literally said chink. Yeah, it came <laughs> out. It, it just rolled off the tongue. Like he, like he says it all the time. Oh man. Uh, anyway, so we're gonna move on. Um, so uh, really important with that Mori report was that um, Alex Rucker who was the assistant GM, I believe, is expected to be let go. See ya. He's going to remain with the team until they, I guess, they transition to Maury. Uh, but then the rumor is Ned Cohen will remain. Don't doubt care. it. So, um, doubt it. Oh, you know, doubt I'm sorry. It. I think I had that mixed. I think Ned Cohen was the assistant GM, and Alex Rucker was the vice president of operations, who is now being replaced by one Peter Dinwiddie who uh, is a very well-respected guy from the Pacers. I'm not going to pretend like I know much about him. Have you guys seen what he looks like? Yes. Is he a guy that looks haircut. like Boban? Boban or whatever? <laughs> Horrible haircut. Uh, I don't know if anyone watches that new show on Amazon called Utopia, but there's this character named Arby, really creepy. Same haircut. Uh, but yeah, anyway, he's well-respected. Uh, <laughs> who cares? Well he's working under Maury. Fine. Maury. Uh, it's interesting because like you, when that first happened, it's kind of like he sounded like he was going to be the number two behind Elton Brand, and uh, now that Maury's coming in, he's he's jumping down a little bit on the ladder. So I wonder if he regrets the decision at all. But who cares what the fuck he thinks? But um, it's Maury's Maury's the executive chef, and every, all these other guys are just washing dishes. Honestly, <laughs> running 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 food out. That's that's all that's going on here. Maury ball. That's all that matters. That's, Maury ball. That's right. That's right. <laughs> all right, moving on. Uh, we have quite the squad of assistant coaches now. Uh, yes, we do. From the Pacers, we got Dan Burke. Know nothing about him other than that he's very known for his defense, and he is the one who said he hates the Sixers on camera because of quote unquote something along the lines of all the crap that MB gets away with. We saw that Embiid uh, tweeted making fun of him, saying, uh, you know, can't wait to work together and, you know, get away with all this shit that I get away I, with. So. I cannot <laughs> wait for Embiid's Maury welcome tweet. He, I know he's going to make a hanky reference. He has oh, to. Oh, my God. I didn't oh, even man. think about that. That's oh, yeah. awesome. He 100% yeah. is. He must be so happy, Joel. He must be happy. <laughs> it's like his godfather. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. He, he did welcome he welcomed doc rivers uh and so he i you gotta think that once it's official because like we said the deal wasn't finalized yet uh you have to think that once it's official he's gonna he's gonna type out something so um oh that's a know, great point he, i'm looking forward to that absolutely uh, his 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 full tweet was yes sir now we can enjoy together what the league lets me get away with hashtag philly forever love that oh it's beautiful <laughs> we're um, back boys we're back Dan Burke is also the guy uh, who, when the rights to Ricky Sanchez went to father process in Indiana, in, intently the boo Brogdon. Brogdon, of course, didn't play again, so they booed Dan Burke instead. So that's, that's a funny Perfect. backstory to it. Uh, also joining the staff, uh, we haven't talked since then. David Yeager, uh, former coach of the Kings, former coach of the Grit and Grind Grizzlies, also known for his defense. Uh, good at, I think. Stud. I'm blown away at this this. I mean, Doc is Doc. No, no introduction needed. Jaeger easily could could have been a head coach somewhere, but he's our lead assistant, which is phenomenal. He's a big X's and O's guy. He's going to help figure this mess out. And then back to Burke, I saw somebody tweet the other day from the 2019 GM survey. He was voted the he was first place in assistants that could be a head coach. It was Dan Burke followed by Ty Lue, uh, which is phenomenal. And then. If you want to introduce your, your boy, Nuge, the last, the last new co- assistant coach. <laughs> our, uh, our last assistant coach is Sam Cassell, uh, you know, the guy who created the, the big balls dance when he was on Minnesota I love it. and, I love and it. the Clippers. Um, hi, hi, Otis. <laughs> Go, Otis. I love it. Anyway, Sam Cassell, formerly of the uh, the well, a lot of teams, the uh, Houston Rockets, uh, and when they won back to back in the '90s, and of the 2001 Bucks, who we defeated 
in the Eastern Conference Finals. So we got the 20th anniversary of that Sixers team. I'm hoping they announce those black jerseys soon. Oh, and we're oh, going to have Sam Cassell please. on our bench. This just sounds like we got full circle oh, the GM. <laughs> Sam Cassell, you know, when he's on the Timberwolves, he, you could easily Google search the big ball stance. It's hilarious. I love it. Uh, but mm-hmm. he does look like an alien. Uh, uh-huh. Could probably be our starting point guard right now. Him and Jameer Nelson, who we also hired. But uh, I love the Sam Cassell hire. He's been with Doc Rivers for a while now. Um, very respected. I mean, he had some interviews for head coaching positions too. So what do you guys think about him? I like – I don't know anything about Sam Cassell as, as an assistant coach, but I just – I think just from what I vaguely remember from him playing the Bucks in the 2001 Easter Conference Finals and just what he looks like, he just, he just looks like he doesn't take any shit and he commands respect. Like, I could see him barking at Simmons in practice, like absolutely barking at him, getting in his face. Like, I just – I see that for some reason. What do you think, June? Uh, I, I, I didn't think of it that way, but I hope he does it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hated him, but I don't remember why. <laughs> As a player. It, what, the big trio was him, Ray Allen, and former six-year great Glenn Robinson, right? Big dog. Yeah, that's right. That was that that's was right. big three. That's and then right. another big three when he went to the, to the Timberwolves and it's him, Latrell Sprewell, and Kevin Garnett. They were the number one seed in, I think, 2004. Wow. 2003, maybe. Yep. yep. Um, so he's got, he's got, like I said, he throw him out as point guard right now. <laughs> and he, and he, he ring chased with the Celtics for Doc in the late 2000s. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's got, the, he's got championship pedigree. He was on those Rockets team. Mm-hmm. Uh, teams that went back to back. So, uh, you know, welcome. High. We, I've never like really focused on our assistant coaches at all, but like all these additions, it's like, it's, it's, it's kind of mind blowing. You're just like, we just keep at, we have a, dare I say it, the dream team of assistant coaches. Oh no, don't <laughs> go there. Dream team this of is, players, oh, coaches, man. front office, ownership. We this have is it guys. Everything. Oh, this no. is it. This is it. We have, I am so impressed with this coaching staff that Doc put together. Daryl is the best thing that that's ever happened to <laughs> us. He's going to figure out the roster, and Doc's going to make it work. I mean, why not? This is 20th anniversary. Give us the throwback jerseys. This is quite possibly the year. Oh, wow. I would wow. buy so much gear. I'm betting on the Sixers to win the finals. Oh, my God. I am going to be the <laughs> – I am now a happy season ticket holder when I was disgusted with myself three days ago. Oh, man. June, I'm going to you, buddy. Oh, We're out. You can always We're go back. Like, I feel, feel like all back. these assistant coaches and, and Maury, we have all these alphas, but our, all our players are betas. Like all the alphas in our head coaching and coaching tree. That's why, that's why we're going to flip. Toby, Zaire, and a couple picks for Chris Paul. Oh, baby. We're, we're definitely going to talk about it, but we, we definitely need to see Embiid and Simmons just, like, just take the team and just lead them because I, I really don't think we've even seen an inkling of that um, in the past couple years. I don't know, maybe 2019, but we had Jimmy Butler then. Um, but, you know, let's, let's talk about that. There is there's a rumor it's a nobody i never heard of them saying that the dallas mavericks are interested in trading for tobias harris because they're looking to do some win now moves he is more than a nobody i read it on like the the context on reddit he like just took a previous quote maybe from like a year ago oh, that damn it. <laughs> when mavs were like star hunting they were like considering tobias harris and another player that went somewhere else no. i mean i'll i'll take i'll take it uh, I'll, no. I'll he, look at his Twitter profile. He's he's like yeah. in high school. <laughs> yeah, he's an, he's an aspiring. He's the next. He's the next Shams. <laughs> oh my god! I, uh, I did get a chance to look at it, but that just like that just like really brought my mood down. I was really excited. I thought there was a little bit of hope. Uh, There's always I mean, we're, hope. We're we're talking about next season, and you know what? I'm I'm I think he Daryl Morey. The hiring has expanded our window like has reopened our window. Like I thought our window was very close to being shut, which is the only thing keeping it open was Embiid and Simmons, of course. But now with like an actual direction and experience and a smart guy, like I, I think Daryl Morey has, has added maybe like two, three years to our window. Um, I mean, I'm kind of pulling that number out of my ass, but. Daryl Morey I'm, added five, five plus years to our window. <laughs> Keep going. Our window I'm is not, so open now. 
I'm, I'm next season might be really weird with the shortened season and starting in January and who knows if we're able to move off of either Al Horford or Tobias, but I'm really looking forward to the, like the next season as weird as that sounds. Nope. I championship. Think, all right. I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, uh, finally, we get to mention that Jameer Nelson, St. Joe's great uh, Philly native, or at least around the Philly area, I think uh, is hired. Uh, to be the assistant GM of the Delaware Bluecoats, which means in two years he will be our GM. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that was his role. I thought it was assistant coach, but I read more into it, and uh, and he's uh, the assistant GM and scout for the Delaware Bluecoats. But Roman is point guard too. I'd love it. Did did these other guys like Sam Cassell get a defined role, or just like he they're joining Doc Rivers' staff? Like, are there that many seats on a coaching, like, bench for these four people that have, like, that are real people? Apparently. <laughs> I never really I, – I probably couldn't name you more than, like, two of Brett Brown's assistant coaches, like, at the same time. Like, we had yeah. Monty Williams. We had uh, Lloyd Udoka. Pierce. Uh, Udoka. The guy who went to, to St. Joe's – I forget his name. Billy Lang. Billy Lang. Billy Lang. Um, D'Antoni. But they weren't together at the same time, right? Jim O'Brien. Jim O'Brien. I guess we're going to have an extended bench and maybe social distancing. (laughs) So that's going to be a really huge uh, seating area. Uh, But this is the most I've ever paid attention to assistant coaches. So it's beautiful. Uh, I I feel great, guys. This is this. uh, I can't say it enough. This is the most positive I've felt. And so long as a Sixers fan, I I could say that for all of us. Am I correct? Um, can I can I put on my tinfoil hat? I got a nice Alex Jones conspiracy theory here. Absolutely, Cons- Cons- conspiracy Dave. You guys ready for this one? This one just just got downloaded into my head. All right, so hear me out. Maury, Hong Kong protest comments. He knew he was done then. He knew he was gone. Was that before or after the Chris Paul for Westbrook trade? After, I believe. That was after. Oh, yeah, so he knew he was done. So he – maybe maybe Josh Harris was talking to him as early as then. Maybe Josh Harris was trying to court him back then. If that's the case, he knew he was coming here all along. So what did he do? Got his boy Sam Presti on the phone. He said, look, Sam, I'm going to give you all these picks. I'm going to give you all these picks for, uh, for Westbrook. I'll give you Chris Paul. Remember, I'm giving you all these picks because – a year from now, I might be somewhere else. We're going to have to do another deal. Just keep that in mind that I gave you all these picks and I'm leaving the team and it's going to crater. All right? You guys see, you guys see where I'm going with this? So now he picks up the phone again. He says, hey, Sam, remember that, that, that favor you owe me? And then that's, this is how we get Toby for Chris Paul without giving up all our unprotected picks. He already got Houston's, right? <laughs> little, little back door behind the back. We give him like we give him Zaire Smith for Chris Paul. (laughs) Yeah, Toby, Toby, Toby's (laughs) Zaire in their pickback for Chris Paul. It's it's poetic. Uh, It's poetic. That is absolutely perfect. I (laughs) I'm all in. Why not? Happen. Why not? That's what I think is going to happen. Chris Paul to the Sixers, and we'll go from there. It's I'm sure he'll tear his hamstring in the first game. No, I'm I'm all in. Who cares about Daryl? I would rather. Like die in a like a, a, a absolute chaos of, of a failure <laughs> with Chris Paul than to try to succeed with Tobias Harris. Yeah, yeah, he's got to go. That's like another reason why like I was losing so much interest. He's goes, oh my god, we're just gonna get raped on every trade, and we're stuck with Toby on the worst contract of all time. I it's love like, how our. Are... Go on, sorry, I cut you. No, off. that's there's nothing else to say. I hate I hate Tobias. I was going to say, I love how the saving grace of our last pod with Doc Rivers was that he's the only guy that made Toby work. And now we're just like, fuck Toby. (laughs) (laughs) He's gone. He's gone. He's going to be be honest. Daryl knows he's got to be gone. You guys know this is my take. I think the people who like Tobias Harris are only pretending and they're trying to talk themselves into it. I firmly believe that. He sucks. He's a nice nice young man. He's a nice Nice guy. He'll never make he'll never he'll never make an all star team, and uh, he's the eleventh highest paid player in the league. <laughs> and it's just honestly, like honestly, if if your if your conspiracy comes true, Chris Paul is probably the best we can do because you know of salary cap and being able to retain your own players, we're not going to get like equal money for him. You know what I mean? No. So 
we can match we, Tobias can match his salary. Tobias, Zaire, and the, the salary of the 21st overall pick equals exactly $43 million, which is what Chris Paul makes next year. It works perfect on paper. Would perfect. you give him the give him the, the four second round picks too? Just take them. Would you include Matisse if that was the deal breaker? Probably. <laughs> yeah, because that means Daryl signed off on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's right. I think, but I think Daryl can pull it off without giving up Matisse. Before, if it was Elton and, and Ned, favor. And, uh, Elton, Ned, and and uh, Peter, I would uh, <laughs> fucking is that his name? Peter, Peter Dinwiddie, Peter, right? Peter. Yeah, it would have been Tobias and and three unprotected and two pick swaps for Chris Paul. <laughs> you know, at least now we can keep all our picks probably and get them. Although that is a Maury thing, he he is quick to get rid of picks, but I could care less. He's not though. He waits until it's until it's like all in time. He only got rid of all the yeah, picks for, for Westbrook because Fertitta, I think. I think that's mm-hmm. that's has ownership meddling written all over it. Um, so, other than that, he held all his picks until then. He hasn't made a first round draft pick since 2015. But let's think about it. Since then, they've got they've won 65 wins in a season. They got to Game Seven of a Western Conference Finals. He went all in when he felt the time was appropriate. Right. And uh, I, I, he knows, I think he knows what he's doing. I trust him. Like Joe said, if he traded uh, Matisse for like, uh, I don't know, uh, Sadoransky, I, I would, I'm like, all right, there, that's the move. That's where we're in. <laughs> I see. I see what you're, I see what you're saying, JB. He does trade their first round pick almost every year, but I'm, I'm referring to mortgaging the future picks. Yeah. He like, he did. Yeah. Like we would have mortgaged the future picks for this one. Right. What's interesting is we have our picks, right? I mean, we did not this year because we traded it, but we got mm-hmm. OKC's pick, so we basically have our pick. And then I, I yeah. believe we have our first round pick for the next few years too. Every year, we have control of all our picks, and we have a bunch of extra seconds too. I'm gonna pull that yeah. up right now. Keep going. If it's if it's time, if it's to, if it's go time, like I'm perfectly fine with him trading our first round picks because we have Embiid. He's 26. All right, like 26, 27, turning 27. We have Simmons. We, you know, might have been too early. We're kind of in win now mode, and unfortunately, that's what happened when we we traded the chips for Jimmy. We traded the chips for Tobias, and if he feels it's time to go all in, fuck it, go on, go get Chris Paul. He's thirty five years old, but I'm fucking all in. I'll, I'll do it. Let's do it. No, nah, we're not. He's not mortgaging our picks and, and tell us for Bradley Beal. That was his <laughs> quote, right? If you have a five percent chance, go mm. all in. And we have a 29% chance. <laughs> <laughs> they were – right. were, sorry, Dave. Uh, go ahead. Go read our, our picks for the future. No, I was going to say, so this year, obviously we don't – Brooklyn has our 19th overall pick, but we have OKC's 21st overall pick. So that will be great since we're going to trade with them for Chris Paul. Uh, they'll want their pick back. But then we have, we have uh, our own first-round pick um, plus – Oh, we're missing a pick on here. We have That's weird. Have our pick. Oh no, we do, we do. It's just it's out of order. So we have we have four second round picks. We have number thirty four from Atlanta, number thirty six from the Knicks. Wow. Two great picks. Two great picks. Very high two, value. Two in the top ten in the second round, and then we have our own second round pick, and then number fifty eight from the Lakers. Um, we have. Let's see. We gave up. Okay, so we're next year, 2021, we have the Knicks second-round pick also, which is Hinky did that. <laughs> we have the Knicks 2021 second-round pick, which could be like easily be like the 31st pick in the draft. And then we're swapping our second-round pick with Houston next year, uh, which, which could be better than our own second-round pick. So we have two second-round picks next year, plus our own first-round pick. In um, 2022, we have our own first-round pick. Um, but we give up our second round pick to Minnesota. And then 2023, we have a second round pick from Atlanta plus our own 2024. We have a second round pick from Miami plus our own 2023. We don't have a first round pick 2023. We do. Oh, sorry. Yeah. We have a first round pick every year. Every year we have a first round pick. Yeah. Our own. We we have draft capital. We, so yeah, we'll see what he does with it. We're not a rebuilding team. Uh, you know, we have all those picks. Imagine, you know what, imagine what Sam would have done with those picks. Now we have Maury, who is mm-hmm. Sam Hinkie, but experience and people like him. Wow, we're going to have 30th overall every year. <laughs> so, so 
we uh, there were, there were arguments being made that we aren't as in hell as like people like us made us out to be. But now that we have Maury, like we're definitely not in that hell that we thought we were. We um, we are just one move away. We are one, turning Tobias into a competent point guard is the is it like we're gonna rapidly ascend? I truly believe. Is there any way we get Chris Paul and it, it doesn't end with him getting injured? Yes, because Doc and Daryl, Josh and Josh and David are out of the picture. Scott's out of the picture. They're they're smothering the bad juju. It's it's our time to turn the corner. I think that we've suffered enough, and the stars are aligning. Really believe it. Is it too dramatic of me to say that this feels like destiny? No, it is destiny. That's why it feels like destiny because it is. But we just thought there was no shot, which makes it wild. Like yeah, yeah, we wrote I, this off. We never thought the owners would swallow their pride, especially with the Hinky link. That makes it crazier to me. There's a there's a, a clear, distinct connection between him and Hinky. Uh, he yeah. openly talks about him in public. He openly he talks about it all the time. Always praises him. Like would tweet about his moves. Tweets about like tweets about Hinky like during the NBA season sometimes. And uh, I think this is the owners. Um, maybe they're not. Maybe this they're writing the ship of what happened. Maybe. Adam Silver stepped in. They, you know, they were new owners, and I can't believe I'm defending them. What the fuck? Anyway, no, they deserve um, they deserve deep defense right now. This is like, they, this is a this is a giant fuck you to Adam Silver and the Colangelos. A giant go fuck yourself. Kiss my fucking ass. Pound sand. Like Jerry Colangelo couldn't have came and be like, okay, like I'll, I'll be your consult. But like just call me if you need something. The Hinky, like he had to be like, no, fuck you, Hinky. Let's bring in my son because I'm a fucking dickass. Fuck. But anyway, <laughs> dickass. I love it. What a dickass. But, uh, but yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe the owners are writing the shit. Maybe they, maybe that's not what they expected when they brought in Jerry Colangelo. You know, um, and maybe they're writing the ship. So I. I, I give him, we got to give him credit. We talked about it. We're giving them credit. Like, good for you guys. Um, Free still, probably, still assholes. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> loan, loan Trump all the money you want. Advise Trump. Give Jared Kushner all the loans. Do whatever you want. Spill, oil, spill chemicals into the fucking Lake Erie. Do whatever you got to do. We got Daryl. <laughs> all right, guys. Any, any, uh, any last words before we move into our, our closing segment? We're saved. We're good. Bliss. June? Yeah, I'm ready, man. I'm ready. Season's still a ways way away. But uh well well it's gonna be a I'll tell you what, it's gonna be it when once they announce when the season start, it's gonna be rapid, man. Like I know like we said in the past we wanted to do some like fun off season pods. Um like exploring the history of like the process and everything. That's not gonna happen. Like once they announce when the season's starting, it's going to be off season draft trades, a bunch of shit. And, uh, it's going to be fun. So we'll, we'll definitely be there. But, uh, before we sign off, let's talk about what's for dinner guys. Anything you had recently, anything tonight that you're excited about, anything you're cooking, what's going on? Anyone? Nothing for you, JB. I got, uh, what I have, I had marathon on the square, which I fucking love and got it delivered. I was celebrating. Nice. How about you, Jim? Well, I took a little break in the beginning to pop my salmon out of the oven. So that'll be my dinner today. What you season it with? What's that? What you season it with? Oh, I had uh, chili powder and salt. Okay. Simple. It's a good combo. Dave? Absolutely. Tonight was boring. I just had uh, – I made breakfast for dinner. But uh, last night – yeah, it was good. But last, well, the night before, my dad and I went out to Chinese and I took some leftovers home. And uh, I got some like um, uh, like a sizzling steak in the black pepper sauce. And I had a nice piece of steak left over. So last night I made, uh, I made some steak and shrimp, surf and turf fried rice with it. And uh, that was excellent. That was excellent. I'm still thinking about that today. That was so a picture you was, said, right? Yeah, I did it for Daryl. Oh, we no. we really we really we really celebrated so, for Daryl last night. We all had some nice dinners last night. Oof, I've been uh, I've been eating good. I've been eating very good. Um, <laughs> Tuesday was Amanda's birthday, uh, and we got Sankey, 
had a little, we had the, the flounder and the, the minced pork with the exo sauce and uh, roast pork over rice. It was fantastic. Uh, yesterday I had the, uh, me and my friends from, from college do a, an annual steak dinner. Uh, last year we did Barclays. This year we did uh, a place called Cote in New York City. And we did like their chef sampling menu and it had like, had a, a dry, a, a dry aged ribeye and like a filet and um, American Wagyu and Japanese A5 Wagyu. That was, it was the best meal I ever had. I sent you guys pictures like, uh, I, I'll never, like, why should I even bother making steak again? Like, it'll never top what I just ate. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> and I want to eat that for every meal. And that's, that's a shame. But uh, it was fantastic. Highly recommend it. If you're ever in New York, want a good steak dinner. Uh, it's Korean, actually. They uh, they they provided um, some some banchan with it, right? Is that the appetizers, June? Yes, sir. Um, uh, I'm not a kimchi guy, but they gave kimchi with the dry aged ribeye, and it went like crazy well together, and it was it was unreal. Uh, I'm a big steak say, guy, I'm, so I'm embarrassed to say this. I've never been to like a good Korean barbecue spot before, so that'll have to be our next. Uh, our next adventure. We will. T- June will. T- June's wow. looking at you with that Pikachu shock meme face. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I've let's, never been either. Oh. Oh, wow. we gotta. Let's get. Let's hit a wow. Korean oh, that's, barbecue that's dinner soon. Uh, you know, COVID is on the rise. Uh, lately. Mm, bummer. bummer. So it might be. Uh, might be a little delay before. Uh, before uh, we do you that. Went a, you went to a steakhouse in New York last night. We can hit a Korean barbecue spot. <laughs> yeah, before. with four of us. You had five. <laughs> yeah, it's true, but it was, it was outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> <But anyway. laughs> mm. All right, I got to jump, anyway. fellas. All right, guys. All right, uh, appreciate Trust the time. The Trust the process. Go, birds. All right. Mori ball. Daryl. Still, guys. Daryl. See you guys. See you guys. Peace out.